y a eu une prise de conscience assez généralisée dans des secteurs importants de la population haïtienne. Prise de conscience, tout d'abord, de l'impossibilité de résoudre les problèmes cruciaux du pays dans le cadre actuel. Deuxièmement, l'échec des classes dirigeantes qui sont incapables d'apporter des solutions. Et troisièmement, la responsabilité de certaines puissances étrangères comme les États-Unis, comme la France, comme le Canada, qui ont appuyé presque sans réserve et à tout moment la dictature des Duvaliers. Nous sommes persuadés que le peuple haïtien a les capacités pour se libérer de la dictature et de l'emprise étrangère. Ce qui manque, c'est la construction d'une organisation qui pourra mettre ensemble toutes les forces qui veulent se libérer de cette dictature rétrograde. Et ce travail, il est difficile, il est lent, mais nous sommes convaincus qu'il aboutira. Hello guys, welcome to the 1804. I hope everybody had a great holidays with their friends and family. Um, I know I did. I ate a lot too. Uh, it was a good time to relax as well. But uh, we're back at it again today. Um, today I will be looking at mainly um, some claims that Felix Bazio made back in December 21st um, to um, concerning um, going to an interview uh, with Luco Desir, as well as other statements regarding the DCPG investigation into the assassination. Um, we'll be looking at well as uh, some old WikiLeaks files revolving um, former President Jean-Baptiste Aristide, and as well as a document, uh, an excerpt of a documentary I want to show you guys, um, just to give you a better, a clear idea of what's going on down in Haiti and type of manipulation going on in the media concerning um, uh, reporting on gangs specifically in Haiti. Um, so let's get to it. The So Félix Badio, if you don't know, if it's your first time here, Félix Badio is one of the prime suspects in the Jovenel Moïse assassination. Um, he's still not, um, um, the government of Haiti put out an arrest warrant for him. Like, uh, you know, those like in them states, like the, um, how do you call it? Like a wanted sign, I guess. He has that in Haiti, basically. Um, also, um, keep in mind, too, um, a, a, a law published article showed that Félix Badio, after, before Jovenel Moïse's death and even after Jovenel Moïse's death, he had called Ariel Henry. They had a phone call. We don't know what that phone call was about, but they had um, two phone calls while Ariel Henry was staying. Um, the second phone call, which was around 3 a.m., Ariel was, we know that Ariel was staying at uh, the El Rancho Hotel in Pétionville. Um, so let's get to it here, and then I'll I'll pause it and give you some of my thoughts here. Bim, bim, oh, yeah, and for in terms of the audio, I don't know. So Bazio's a miss, he's, there's, he's nowhere to be found, which is the main thing. Um, there was even claims in the past um, by other Haitian outlets that the government's hiding him and all that stuff. Um, so this audio... I don't know where he recorded it. I don't know where he sent it. I just happened to find, I found it on the internet. I don't know where he had sent this audio originally. So just for full disclosure here. But this was recorded, um, or sorry, published on 
well, at least made available to me on December 21st. He's basically saying in Creole that they're using his name for political gain, but they're not really attacking. In terms of all the attacks revolved around the assassination or problems with Haiti, they're not really focusing on um, the real problems, is what he's claiming. So he's basically saying that a lot of people, uh, our politicians, media figures are using Jovenel's names for their own personal gain. Pause for a sec, because I'm not trying to be funny, but only in Haiti would one of the prime suspects be able to just say what he needs to say, publish it on the internet, and nobody knows where he is allegedly. Only in Haiti. So if you guys are not familiar, the DCPJ, it's part of the Haitian National Police. Um, DCPJ stands for Direction Centrale de la Police Judiciaire. Similar to the same, it's the same acronyms for the DCPJ in France. So it's, it's based off that. However, um, they're not the same at all because this the DCPJ for Haiti is just the detect. It's the detective unit of the Haitian National Police, which is responsible um, right now for conducting the investigation into the assassination. Um, and then Felix, but as you were speaking on um, a report that written up recently that they're saying that they've they're investigating and they will continue to investigate um, the assassination. So Felix Badio, prime suspect in the assassination, is saying that the DCPG has not even started uh, investigation at all. Which personally, although he is an alleged uh, criminal and obviously a suspect, um, I wouldn't find that hard to believe. 
simply because it's Haiti. And if we already know there was a lot of actors in the assassination that were former policemen, or sorry, they were in the actual, uh, they were in the Haitian police force and that were involved and arrested. Um, so considering that and knowing the history of corrupt policemen in the Haitian National Police, I would not be surprised at this point if they had not conducted the starting investigation. Because even so, the, the crime happened in Haiti, yet if you're looking at who has done more, um, have gained more grounds in finding new information and leeway, it's been the United States government in the investigation. And keep in mind, they're only involved in this investigation because um, the hiring firm, the security firm is based in Florida, and some of the planning as well was conducted in the state of Florida uh, as well. Um, so they're investigating on, on their own end. But no, I wouldn't be surprised if the DCPG has not done any investigation, even with the fact that um, the government, as well as um, uh, gangs, which I'm assuming that are financed by oligarchs or parliament, parliamentarians, um, they've tried to suppress the investigation. Um, judges have had um, have received threats. Um, Ariel Henry even fired a prosecutor that asked him for questioning about the phone calls he had with Felix Bazio um, the night of the estadea and slash night of the assassination. So that gives me the reason to believe that um, in this case, uh, Felix Bazio might be saying the truth. However, who knows? But in my opinion, no, I wouldn't be surprised if this APG has not started an investigation because to me, if they had, if they did, we'd see, we'd be kind of seeing an update or some groundwork from them from some type of statement from them every few months or so. Um, they do release reports, um, but if you really read the reports, it's about, there's nothing um, concrete in them, really. Nothing of substance. Just kind of repeating the same thing. That's a good deal, Joseph Félix Badio, with tout bon sens, tout morale, tout équilibre, sans boche. So Félix Badio is basically saying, yeah, like I swear, I'm not like they have not started any type of investigation. On enquête criminelle comme ça. Parce que depuis qu'il s'est inversé, son sacrifice. Son sacrifice comme on paye à la nature. Ou doit prendre enquête là sous deux fonds. Pour monde qui forme, pour monde qui a bon comprendre, c'est facile que. Il est à utiliser le pentagramme, mais pas le pentacle. Parce que soit le pentacle, cette triple flèche là, qui à l'intérieur de un sec, laisse à nous pas le tourner en rond. Nous pas l'obliger à utiliser le formule cardinale de l'univers, nous tout a perdu. Parce que trigonométrie pas faite innocent. Probabilité pas faite innocent. Donc, sortie de matrice. Pour arriver à un cas de probabilité, ou à retourner dans la trigonométrie, ou à le valet de k fois de pi plus alpha, donc on a un cercle, 
faut pas sortir la donne. S'il la ouvre les fous de nous. Et tout le monde qui croit connaissance, qui grand monde comprend, monde qui vous franchit ce là, faut le craser compas. Nombre de cas possibles, sous nombre de cas favorables, pour avoir ça abouti avec un bagage zéro. Parce que, enquête là, pas grand qu'un table de fête sous lui. Sous camper le pentagramme, il est facile pour comprendre, il y a la tête, les deux bras, les deux pieds. Donc, on a cinq tableaux. Qui tête pensante qui vient avec un tel crime? Faut aller dans le tableau numéro un. Les acteurs internationaux. So he's saying, he's trying to, he's alluding to who's, basically want a little tangent, and he's alluding to who's involved into um, the assassination, and not even the assassination, but the current situation in Haiti, and then the first blame he puts is the international community. A tout complicio. Voilà le tableau numéro 2, l'offre qui était tête l'offre en bras. Les acteurs locaux, à tout opérateur. So he put, he's basically putting the national community as the main responsible of situation in Haiti. And then the, I'm oh, sorry, the assassination. And as well as the, now he's putting the local, um, so Haitians as the second. I tell you, l'offre deuxième tableau, avoir la troisième tableau, les différents enjeux autour de cet assassinat. Son bagaille facile qu'il y ait. L'opre premier, deuxième, troisième tableau qui la tête et les deux bras. Qu'on y a voile dans pied. Vous comprenez qui quatrième tableau, synthèse des trois premiers tableaux. Qu'on y a voile dans dernier vieil. Action à entreprendre, cinquième tableau. Pas de magie là-dedans. Son question de bonne foi, de volonté. Mais pour même DCBJ, Frédéric Lecomte. Je dis à ces routes, prends le mal courage. So, Frédéric Lecomte um, is the head of the CPG. Um, he was even, uh, let's see here. Got it right here. Yeah. Back in February 2020, he, was he had replaced uh, Joanny Sanius. So, le commissionnaire Frédéric Lecomte, qui dirigeait le bureau de renseignement judiciaire, BRG, BRG, a été installé lundi à la tête de la direction centrale de la police judiciaire, DCPJ. Il remplace le commissionnaire Joanny Sanius. So, he's uh, newly elected since uh, 2020. So, been there for a while. Pour si on a une bêtise comme ça pour vous un bâtonnier, ou une commission rogatoire, cette commission rogatoire est émanée de quelle autorité, pas qui est-ce, et qui motif qui gagne la donne, et vous signez ça, mon choix détruit carrière, mon frère. On croit que après dossier, l'histoire de Josué Jean, près de Vaudou, alias Tropicana, Côté tombé la donne. Et moi, je te retire. Je me suis dit, mais c'est moi qui te retire. Directeur général de la police a fait des matchs fous. Daniel, il est victime. Je me suis dit, il y a la police pour le dossier. L'inspection générale, mais c'est moi qui te sauve. Et l'emdal fait l'arrestation, ça a un pôle. Gary Pierre Bolchal. Cap travail. 
If uh, you're not familiar with Gary Pierre-Paul he's a journalist based in Haiti. If you've ever um, watched uh, Scoop FM, he's the host of that uh, of that show. I don't know if I mentioned it, but he's a journalist. I forgot if I mentioned he's a journalist or not. But yeah, he's a journalist. Responsabilité que nous gagnons. Dans un dossier pareil, il faut accepter bac à verre, aller voir un patron. Pour patron, du tout autant que Badio vivant, lui-même, lui mal à l'aise. Il y a un délai, le mois de décembre passé, dégagé nous, bye Badio. Et nous, il fait pression sur un juge qui n'a pas qu'on rôle. Il n'a pas qu'on ça qui ça qu'on juge d'instruction. Côté dossier, non, mais nous voulons que 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 nous voulons Whoever is involved, the either oligarchs or those who are responsible, actually responsible for the assassination, um, killed Dragon. And if you can remember, um, Dragon was one of the mercenaries, Colombian mercenaries that were involved in the assassination and had uh, passed away in uh, prison in Haiti. I don't know where exactly. It could have been most likely Port-au-Prince. Um, allegedly for COVID-19 complications. And around that time, um, there was a little spec, a lot of speculation as to his, uh, around his death, because he would have had a lot of, um, not a lot of information, but key information into the investigation. Cause he did play a big role in it as well, but he had died because of COVID complications. So, um, allegedly. So Felix Badzio right now is claiming through his, um, um, not rant, but his statement that um, they killed him, which honestly, if you asked me, I would not be surprised personally. I don't I wouldn't say I, I would know definitely for sure because COVID-19 was a thing going on and it it actually does have the ability to um, to kill if it's not treated, considering the fact that it was uh, harsh conditions in Haiti. And obviously he was not as a I'm just being realistic as a prime uh, as a suspect especially a mercenary, Colombian mercenary in Haiti. Um, no way he was going to get uh, proper care or treatment unless he had connections or something like that. At the same time, though, yeah, I would not be surprised if he was killed and then they said that it was due to COVID-19 complications, especially news coming out of uh, Haiti. Monsieur, à partir de Foïsa que nous t'en disons, nous n'avons ni droit ni autorité sur le monde qui parle. Keep in mind, too, Felix Bazio is a prime suspect in the assassination. In terms of his motives to say all of this now, um, I don't know, honestly. What would be more? Because why say this now instead of earlier um, when 
people were saying that you're an alleged prime suspect. He never really said anything um, within that week or two week period of when he was deemed one of the prime suspects of the assassination. And even when um, news came out that he had phone calls with um, de facto um, Prime Minister Ariel Henry, um, no statement was put out in terms of his involvement as well because um, he was still <laughs> in hiding. So, and still is actually, still is in hiding. Des voyous, des sales menteurs, des dilateurs. Et n'a payé le. Mais ça, quand on le pire de là, c'est deux mois qu'on va le tendre des francs minots pour le rassembler. Et on va le voir média, ça y est. Qui te bat nous faire propagande, quoi, ça, ça y est. Moun, ça y est. On va le joindre. Pour pas trop, ça y est, on tape ta voix là. Pour venir dire, mon cher, comme si j'ai une justice. Même Jean, je dis, ah, il m'a dit, bonjour, venez, j'ai une justice. So he's basically saying that they all contributed. So the media, the media in Haiti, media heads, and some you can say internationally, but mainly in Haiti, at the time when they were calling for Jovenel um, Moïse's head, saying um, blame a lot of blame um, revolving Petro Caribe and even the situation in Haiti. Um, was putting getting put on Jovenel Moïse. Um, so around the time, a bit before his assassination, uh, allegedly the media ramped up their their position on how Jovenel Moïse had to go. You even had senators, other parliamentarians, saying that um, Jovenel Moïse had to be removed. So he's alluding to the same way that he's saying that the media in Haiti is partially responsible for the assassination of Jovenel Moïse. And I would say not necessarily the assassination, or well, partly because, because they were going to do it, it seemed like they, if they had a plan, they were going to do it anyways, but the public perception of Jovenel Moïse as well. Um, they were more responsible of of manipulating the people of, um, of Haiti as well. Because think about it, with, the same, with this same logic, um, Ariel Henry, once he was, right when he was de facto prime minister, even two months after, and the situation was even getting worse and worse, the radios, um, ra media outlets in Haiti weren't calling for his head like that. A few of them were. I'm not going to put them all in basket. But it was not the same energy they had for Jovenel Moïse. That's the main point I'm trying to make here. It was not the same energy. And we also know, which I'm going to talk about um, further, um, media outlets both on the left and right in Haiti um, can't get and um, receive money from either businessmen, oligarchs, or whatever politician that may have um, vested interest into something. So um, that's not a false statement. That's a fact. Um, even happens here. Um, you find um, Canada um, either through subsidies um, or even um, grants. Like it's the same thing. Nous choisissons mauvais cible, monsieur. Nous mal bâti. En début de tout mal bâti que nous écrit, nos dossiers, nous pas eu 2522 pages à gonfler fusillade sur vous LCC. Mais faut nous garder conscience que LCC va se faire fusillade sur. Côté le jour où nous fusillade sur ça, pour le débat là. Mais LCC là, à chercher ma fusillade, chercher nos fusillades LCC te gagne. So it's basically talking about a report, a loosely 
written a report by DCPG where they're claiming uh, what uh, that a gun was used, like certain guns were used. Uh, Felix Baggio, like in the report, is saying basically, well, they don't even have the name, even mention of like digit of serial number of the gun. They just said a um, one gun, which doesn't give much. Appartement en face du président. Nous faisons pourquoi nous pas capable de précision. Nous pas étant nous faire nous faire reconnaissance à trois reprises depuis la maison placée dans un plan supérieur et dominant celle du chef de l'État. Mais côté maison ça rentre tête non service. Prend maison. So he's basically saying the this this report the CPG is is put out in terms of the investigation. There's a lot of loose reporting inside of it. Like a lot of vague um stories. he basically saying if the DCPG is not cleaned of corruption, Haiti will never uh, be fixed. Um, which I I agree not to say that that's the only reason why Haiti would not be fixed, but it is definitely a big part when um, you've got a branch of the government, which is the Haitian National Police, a tool, like, uh, yeah, an extension of the government, you could say, that has corrupt actors working for them. And keep in mind, these corrupt actors have hold assault rifles too, right? So it's a very dangerous game going on in Haiti. Parce que nous sommes dans le compu, depuis au cabatikai pour nous, au cabano camion, sabio, au cabano feu, au cabano ciment, au cabano bloc, nous gâtons un bon patron. Et la loi, ça nous fait délit. Moi, je respecte la loi. Moi, je suis juste pour que ça lui j'avais. So, Félix Badio, prime suspect in the assassination, claims that he asked the judge um, to hear him out. And till this day, um, the judge has not responded back to him. So, in this case, if, if I'm a judge and I'm looking for justice, um, I would definitely try and hear. If the prime suspect, then again, he's alleging that he con he had contacted a judge. So if Felix Baggio contacted me as a judge, I would definitely want to get to the bottom of it and definitely bring him in or try to get get a statement and ask him questions about um, his involvement into the assassination, especially if he was willing to actually um, say something. from the statue pour nous-mêmes, pour nous dire, ah, nous dire à la recherche de nommé Joseph Félix Badio, la échange de Dieu nous stoppe. Il a été stoppé. Et va, et va, c'est là qu'on s'en nous parle. Monsieur, vous n'êtes pas différent, bon, des délateurs. En dépit de toute action malhonnête, ça y est. N'a fait combinaison toujours. Nous malhonnêtes. Eh bien, moi, je viens nous parler là. 
et me disponible me disposer bon rendez-vous comme nous avons autorité pour nous venir faire combinaison de téléphone de plaque machine même pas numéro même pas numéro à tout le clic n'a décidé de moi pour me venir à station radio so here is saying Luco Desir, host of Matin Debat, based in Haiti, another big media outlet um, um, in Haiti. Um, he claims that um, he was invited on the show. So we'll take a look again. So Felix Bazio claims that he actually did show up to um, Martin Debar, and then he claims that he once he got there, um, Luco Dizel was nowhere to be find, found in a sense that he didn't receive him at all. He didn't create him or anything. So yet on that the day on that day, Felix Bazio he will say it later on on that same day, Luco Dizel had recorded an episode. Um, for a show, um, but had not mentioned that had not mentioned that Felix Bazio was there in the building that day, or he was even invited to the show. So, Felix Baggio is claiming that Luco Desir knows where he is as well. Now, why would Luco Desir, let's say this truth, why would Luco Desir sit on that type of information? I wouldn't know unless there's any, there's other vested interest. Um, for example, now if he has, if he's a media outlet that's receiving money from maybe allegedly maybe people involved in the assassination, he might hold that as a secret so the investigation could not proceed. Because obviously, if he says the location, then it gives zero excuse to the Haitian National Police to not go find where exactly um, Felix Baggio is, assuming he's still in Haiti, right? Um, now, if you're hiding that information, though, there's two things you can do. Well. This, the, in terms of the investigation and talking points about the assassination, you can let it drag on because if there's no new findings, you can kind of, you can kind of um, um, create topics around investigation um, and even and even create false narratives. Not saying that's what Luco Dizel is uh, essentially doing, but if Felix, ba if what Felix Bazio is saying is true, to me that tells me that Luco Dizel might have other vested interests. Or he may be influenced by um, other, um, other people, either businessmen, oligarchs, parliamentarians, who knows? Because what I do know is, and not pinpointing uh, one specific media outlet, but I, what I do know is, whether it's on the left or on the right, um, a lot of media outlets in Haiti um, get money from, from uh, you could say, oligarchs, businessmen, politicians, um, to either... Uh, Publish a story or keep a story under wraps. So, Luco Desir, in terms of these media outlets, is no different. 
Ah, il même avant, il dit, bah, Dieu, tout, il m'a dit ça, il 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 dit dit ça, il dit ça, dit ça, il 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 ça, ça, mais si tu es honnête, tu es honnête, tu es honnête, tu es honnête, tu es pas tu es honnête, 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 tu pas honnête, tu es tu parce que, bah, ouais, quand qu'une bagarre qui compliquée là, non? Bah, quoi, quand qu'une démarche qui pas qu'à faire là, non? N'a défié la loi. Et puis, demain, si Dieu veut, c'est nous, également des justices pour nous. Moi, encore disponible. Moi, encore vivant. Non, pourquoi qu'à faire axe à ce moins? En dépit de tout ça, nous t'as dit, mais une barre là, monsieur tombé, il a tiré, il y a gauche, la droite. Monsieur, c'est notre choix ici, là. Si nous faisons un bon choix, c'est notre choix ici, combat, non? N'oublie pas, le vainqueur, c'est celui qui reste debout après le combat. Bonne chance. Yeah. So, the next day, so this is on December 21st, uh, Luco Désir actually uh, addressed Félix Badio's statement. And I'll show you it right here, right now. No. Oh, yeah. And apologies in advance for the echo. I don't know why it's super echoey, but that's how the audio came out. Okay, okay. Okay. So Luco is just denying the claims. He's saying that um, Felix Bazio was lying and he did not um, go to uh, on his show. Which I did mention earlier, it's Matin uh, Deba. Sorry, I apologize in advance. It's actually Radio Eclair. I keep mixing up these these media outlets. But his for Luco Désir, his his media outlet, his show is Radio Eclair. Il pas de Radio Eclair. Et Matin Deba pas commencé à niveau du matin. Il m'a tout dit que pas besoin de venir encore nous retirer invitation. Ok frère. Donc pas besoin de venir encore Radio. Nous retirer invitation. C'est moi qui te dis ça pour faire ici un microphone là. Et nous t'invitons, parce que on parler sur réseaux sociaux. Donc, comme on doit la personne, on parler. Et invitation So now, Juloko, on the 22nd, saying he's removing the invitation. He's removed the invitation. Vous avez retiré parce que vous Vous pas venir dans la radio éclair. Vrai. Ok? Alors, si vous avez vous comprenez, madame, monsieur, que. So Luko is saying the problem with Bajo is that 
Bajo needs a place to talk. Like a, a platform. He's also saying that Bajo wants he not only um not only that Bajo wants a platform to speak on, but he also wants the Haitian media to speak about him. That's what Luco Desir is claiming as to why he's making these false statements. Okay. Okay. Bonjour Lou Codésir, bonjour Papa Haïtien, bonjour Félix Badio, bonjour Papa Haïtien, bonjour toutes les médias. All right. So the only thing I find interesting is that he didn't really touch on any of the claims that um, Felix Bajo did. Um, so, and that's the thing I find. Uh, well, there's two things. One, if you don't address the claim, like as a big media outlet, do you just leave for you just leave room for conspiracy theories, just to, which could, uh, well, yeah, you 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 leave room for conspiracy theories for people to speculate that maybe you have vested interest and maybe he's he's lying um on behalf of pe other people's vested interests because maybe Radio Eclair is receiving some type of funding or money on the back end for not publishing or pu uh, pushing certain stories and keeping some um under wraps um but by not by not addressing all the claims for example Bazio claimed that DCPG has not conducted investigation he's saying um Luco Désir on his plat um earlier on his platforms did not address it. He's just saying he's lying. Um, he's saying that uh, he only addressed the, the main thing. Luco Désir, um, well, Bazio said Luco, um, Luco Désir invited him. He addressed that claim, but saying he's lying. But he forgot to mention the investigation, the investigation, which I find interesting, considering the fact that he always, always has something to say about Jovenel Moïse or the investigation or the situation in Haiti. I find it hard to believe that he would have forgotten to address 
um, the claims that Felix Badio made concerning the DCPJ, especially him having a large uh, outlet as a Radio Eclair. Not independent outlet, by the way, but outlet. Which, uh, which another thing with independent media, which, sorry, not independent, but another thing with uh, uh, dependent media outlets where they're tied, uh, or mainstream media in Haiti, um, they're tied to a lot of vested interests. So a lot of things in mainstream media, they get there's always a narrative that gets pushed and one that gets hidden. Um, we saw that again before Jonel Moïse uh, uh, was killed, where a lot of media outlets were telling me he needs to go, he needs to leave. Uh, 2004, same thing with Aristide. A lot of, even worse than Jovenel Moïse, where they're saying they were calling for his head, he needs to be removed, at least he's corrupt, all that stuff. Um, so, it's not the same right now with Ariel Henry for most of these media outlets. They know the situation. Obviously, he's a de facto prime minister, um, but they're not really calling for him to be uh, removed or replaced. Yet, he's doing way less, like way, way, way less in terms of work than Jovenel Moïse or even Aristide did. Like the country, which we'll go to the next story right now, but it's not a functioning country right now. And it's worse off, it's even worse off after the assassination. So it's something we'll follow. We'll see if Felix Bajo will put out other random state uh, um, statements. It's not his first time, but it is the most, um, I'd say, the most interesting one that he's put out. All right. Next, I want to focus on, this is an article from Réseau Nord-Ouest, um, which says, states, Haïti, le seul pays en Amérique, a débuté l'année 2023 sans parlement. Um. So basically, Haiti has no parliament, no functioning. It's the only uh, country in the Americas, so mainly the Western Hemisphere, that does not have a running parliament. Good job, good job. So, what is what consists of the uh, of the parliament in Haiti? Well, you've got two things really. There's obviously well, there's a parliament. You've got the Senate, which is uh, thirty seats. And it represents the it's three senators for the each department in Haiti. So there's 10 departments. So and each department, there's three senators, three times 10, you get 30 seats. OK, and then there's the lower house, which is the Chambre des Députés or the Chamber of Deputies. If you're in the States, um, it's basically it's the exact same as like the House of Representatives, the exact same, although the seating's different um, in Haiti. There's 119 seats to be filled. And right now, so. In terms of like the Chamber of Deputies, it's not filled. In terms of the Senate, there's only 10 seats right now that is occupied. Um, so just to give you an idea like of a functioning, well, I'll get through the article and then I'll just give you the definition of what their the main jobs of these government bodies are supposed to do. So I'll read the article. I'll skip a bit through the start. Le monarque Henri qui a réussi... Sorry, yeah, I'm gonna... It's the, the article's in French. I'm gonna have to read in French for you. Le monarque Henri qui a réussi sans de trop grandes difficultés à rallier à nouveau dans son camp les têtes calées égarées, fax, les Emmanuel Ménard, les Abel Descollines, les Arredon partissants au début de la l'État faillant campé, a réussi le 21 décembre un coup de maître. Un stratagème ne pouvant n'être que dans un cerveau complètement indifférent voire étranger aux graves problèmes qui traversent le pays. 
Haïti, au lendemain de son uh, 219e anniversaire de son indépendance arrachée au prix de sacrifice, n'est devenu qu'un état de par paraya dirigé par des, des esclaves à talent. Le pamphlet de neuf juillet de ce substitut substituant à la Constitution ce doc document sacramental mis à veilleuse par un pouvoir dépourvu de toute légitimité consacre à partir du 9 janvier 2003 la qualité de tous les sangs propres de termes d'une république bananière. Toute décision à venir devrait être adoptée soit par un large consensus soit par l'autoritarisme du régime PHTK amélioré sur hors des acteurs internes et externes, a anticipé le sociologue cadet, cadet en ajoutant que la situation du pays est, tri, est tributaire d'un grand facteur, l'insécurité. M. Cadet, qui intervenait mardi à l'antenne de Matin Débat, a fait remarquer le manque de volonté politique pour venir, venir à bout de l'insécurité. Ce problème ré récurre. Il n'existe aucune volonté politique manifeste ni du côté d'Haïti, ni du côté des acteurs qui tirent sur les ficelles. So basically, this guy is stating that there's no, no one really wants to get up and do the work to actually fix the country. And keep in mind, although this is an illegitimate transitional government um, by de facto Prime Minister Ariane Henry, it'd be different if I saw, because there's no legitimacy in his power. His power is mainly held up by... Um, Um, state-sponsored gangs and uh, the international, mainly the national community, U.S., Canada, France, core group that all recognize his legitimacy. Um, there's no, there's, he hasn't really done anything to show that he he wants to actually not only transition to government but actually try and help fix the country. Um, our parliament is dissolved in a sense. There's not enough seats to even full um, fill a full parliament. And keep in mind. So this is a definite, like, it's the same thing, but this is the, I'm on the website of the Netherlands uh, government. So they're just giving you the duties and rights of the uh, parliament. I just want to show you the House of Representatives, in this case, um, the Chamber of Deputies for Haiti, or la Chambre des Députés, the House of Representatives has two main duties, making laws and scrutinizing the work of the government. Okay. So I'm going to repeat that again. The House of Representatives... In the case of Haiti, though, it's called the Chamber of Deputies, has two main duties, making laws and scrutinizing the work of the government. Currently, those seats are not filled. So there's literally no one making, trying to make new laws. Currently, no one make, can even scrutinize the work of the government. In the sense that there's, um, by scrutinizing, um, usually there's debates around new policies and written bills that, that before they go up and get approved or signed. So now, the main task of the Senate is considering bills approved by the House of Representatives. Okay? So we don't even have a chamber of deputies to create those bills. And the Senate, where it consists of usually 30 um, seats, which represents um, the departments of Haiti, there's only 10. Which is not a full representation of the country of Haiti. So, this to show you some of the responsibilities there. So we'll see how this goes. Well... Sadly, I don't believe that they'll have a, um, which there's two things to this. They probably won't have a full parliament, like a uh, full seats uh, and uh, chamber deputy till 
um, there's an actual uh, actual election and new government uh, put in place. However, it is very telling, though, the situation right now, there's not even an effort from this transitional um, illegitimate government to try and actually form some type of um, um, coalition or parliament to so the country can run as it was uh, prior to the assassination and even uh, years before that as well. So and one other thing, uh, one other thing, too, is that uh, I'm sure the prime minister has tools in his disposal especially as the head of state, since we have no president, um, he has tools in the disposal um, to try and help the situation in Haiti. And Ariane Henry, by far, like you could compare this to um, the situation in Afghanistan. Like, I, I, like the right now the, in Afghanistan, the government's run by the Taliban. And they're basically, they're doing little to nothing and actually terrorizing a lot of Afghani citizens. I'm saying literally, I'm not trying to make a joke of the situation, but if we were to switch out the Haiti's government with the Taliban government, so meaning I would take the Taliban government, put him in place in Haiti to run the country. I would take Ariel Henry's government and put him into Afghanistan to run their country. It'd be the same thing. That's how bad it is. Like, I truly think if we had the Taliban running the government, we'd have the exact, it's the exact same situation. Ariel Henry and that government, they're there mainly to collect their checks, taxpayer money. That's all that's it throughout this whole year. That's what it's, it's been shown to me. They're here to collect their check, listen to their masters, um, play their role and then go. That seems to be what they're trying to do here. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'll keep, we'll obviously keep it uh, here at the 1804. We'll keep it uh close eye on any changes in government or new surrounding government. Um, hopefully the situation gets uh, way better, but in the close, in the near future, like it looks, I don't, I don't, I personally, I don't know. I can't see how it gets better for now. So. Um, other story I want to show you is um, the Aristide files. So this is um this is from the WikiLeaks. Uh, if you guys don't know, WikiLeaks was founded by Julian Assange. Julian Assange is a journalist right now facing jail time for literally being a journalist. Um, main reason is that he had um exposed the U.S. government as well as other governments for uh, war crimes. So he had exposed basically he was given information um by uh, former officials. And he just published it. And these were classified documents, classified videos. And he has shown the U.S., mainly the U.S., um, as well, committing uh, war crimes. Um, and now he's being accused of publishing classified information. But then there's this whole debate of, well, he's a journalist. He's doing the work. And we would have never known of war crimes com committed by G7 countries if it weren't for um, uh, Julian Assange. So... I won't get too much into it, but I definitely uh, encourage you to go take a look into the story of Julian Assange and that whole debacle and why he's facing uh, jail time today. It's complete bullshit, honestly. Um, so this here is um, the Aristide Files by WikiLeaks. Um, if you're not, and then, sorry, give you a background on WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks has a bunch of uh, leaked classified government and other um, classified information that is made available to you. Um, 
So this is the Amnesty Files cinema arc from 2011. But I want to show you um, a lot, just the work that was put into really um, removing uh, Jean-Bertrand Aristide um, from power. This was written by Kim Iles and Ansel Hertz back in 2011. Um, so I'll get into it here right now. I'll skip this. U.S. officials led a far-reaching international campaign aimed at keeping former Haitian President Jean-Baptiste Aristide exiled in South Africa, rendering him a virtual prisoner there for the last seven years, according to secret U.S. State Department cables. The cables show that high-level U.S. and U.N. officials even discussed a politically motivated prosecution of Aristide to prevent him from gaining more traction with the Haitian population and returning to Haiti. So why would the U.S. and U.N. Um, would not want him gaining population, um, gaining more traction with the Haitian population. Well, obviously, um, Aristide, uh, it's not, it's not even a secret. What, um, in terms of his vested interest, he was more for the people, the working class um, Haitians, and he did not really hold the vested interest of the international community as well as the oligarchs um, into account when he was conducting his um, civic duties for the Haitian people, as you should. Um, the cables, oh yeah, sorry about that part already. The secret cables made available to the Haitian weekly newspaper Haiti Liberté by WikiLeaks show how the political defeat of Aristide and his Lavalas movement has been the center, central pillar of U.S. policy towards the Caribbean nation over the last two U.S. administrations. Even though, or perhaps because, U.S. officials understood that he was the most popular political figure in Haiti. They also reveal how U.S. officials and their diplomatic counterparts from France, Canada, the U.N., and the Vatican, which shocked me. I didn't know the Vatican hold held, um, at least today, I did not know the Vatican held that much power. Because when I read this, I was surprised that the Vatican was even a thought of mention into playing these games. And the Vatican tried to vilify and ostracize the Haitian political leader. For the Vatican, Alice was an active proponent of voodoo. So they try to demonize him, saying that um, he's a proponent of voodoo. But if you know the history of voodoo, there's like it's not it's it's demonized to a point people think it's fully bad. That's not the case at all. Um, voodoo is a religion that's practiced mainly in uh, Benin uh, and Haiti. And there's like like every prayer you like in terms of voodoo religion, it's been demonized. Yet it's not really serious like that. Like it's just different. From my understanding, there's a bunch of different gods you can summon or pray to um, in voodoo, depending what the situation is as well. Um, but for some reason, like especially in American media or movies, um, voodoo is is shown almost as like black magic, which is um, does incorporate that, but is demonized in a sense that it's only black magic really involved, which is not it's completely untrue. Um, Aristide was overthrown in a bloody February 2004 coup supported by Washington and fomented by right-wing paramilitary forces and the Haitian elite. In the aftermath of the coup, more than 3,000 people were killed and thousands of supporters of Aristide and his family, family Lavalas political party, political party were jailed. The United States maintained publicly that Aristide resigned at the, in the face of ragtag former Oh, sorry, in the face of a ragtag force of former Haitian army soldiers ramping, rampaging in Haiti's north, 
but Aristide called his escort by a U.S. Navy SEAL team on his flight into exile, a modern-day kidnapping. Two months later, the UN stabilization mission in Haiti was established. A 9,000-strong UN occupation force that still oversees Latin America's first independent nation. This, then again, still oversees Latin America's first independent nation. Then again, the timeline, this article was published in 2011. They're no longer, the UN is no longer in Haiti right now, in 2022. Um, even back to the fact here for the coup, um, um, the modern day kidnapping. Fun fact, if you're viewing this from Canada, um, in that the Canada's involvement in the coup, their main responsibility was to secure the airport before the U.S. troops arrived and after when they left and sent them off to South, they shipped them off to South Africa. So the um, Canada was involved specifically in um, securing the airport in Port-au-Prince um, so the U.S. Um, troops can go in and go out without his Sorry, go in to Haiti and come out um, uh, for exile with Aristide through the airport. So Aristide has spoken forcefully against the UN occupation, particularly in his 2010 year and letter to the Haitian people. We cannot forget the five billion which has already been spent by Minutsta over the, these past six years. He wrote, "Anybody can see how many houses, hospitals, and schools that wasted money could have built for the victims." of the January 12, 2010 earthquake that destroyed much of Port-au-Prince and surrounding regions. So MINUSTA, by the way, that is the the, the acronym for the UN stabilization, UN stabilization Mission in Haiti, those troops. So it's another interesting problem to show you. So at a high-level meeting five years ago, Top U.S. and U.N. officials discussed how the RSA movement must be stopped. According to an August 2, 2006 cable, it described how former Guatemalan diplomat Edmond Mullet, then chief of MINUSA, urged U.S. legal action against Aristide to prevent the former president from gaining more traction with the Haitian population and returning to Haiti. At Mullet's request, U.N. Secretary General Kofi Annan urged South Africa's president, Tebo Mkeki, to ensure that Aristide remained in South Africa. That's crazy to me, which is something I, I, I actually didn't know till today. Um, the UN had actually asked the president of South Africa at the time to remain a Haitian citizen. Right? He's not even a South dude, has no relations to Africa or South Africa other than his ancestral background. And he was about to he was basically a prisoner there um, by the U.S., U.N., Canada, France and the rest of the uh, bitch ass core group. Um, President Obama and Kofi Annan's successor, Ban Ki-moon, also interviewed um, to urge Pretoria to keep Aristide in South Africa. Um, The secret cables report that Aristide's return to Haiti would be a disaster, according to the Vatican, and and catastrophic, according to the French. But the regional and Haitian view was quite different. U.S. Ambassador James Foley admitted in a confidential march 2022-2005 cable that an August 2004 poll showed that Aristide was still the only figure in Haiti with a favorable rating above uh, 50%. This was uh, after the coup. So this was after the coup. He still had a uh, had a popular um, support, even after they demonized him on the media, in the international media. So Canada, U.S., France, the people actually still supported him. 
The Bahamian uh, Foreign Minister Fred Mitchell, apparently referring to Haiti's revolutionary leader Toussaint Louverture's kidnapping and imprisonment in the Jura Mountains in 1802, warned that a perceived Benishing policy has racial and historical overtones in the Caribbean that reminds inhabitants of the region of slavery and past abuse. So, another part here, because at the time, too, there was... Um, um, the, at the time, the, the Dominican government, the president, had actually supported Aristide as well. And the international community had bad, like, bare issues with that. So, I'll show you here. When Dominican, when, sorry, when Dominican President Leonel Fernandez suggested at a hemispheric conference eight months after the coup that Aristide should return and play a role in Haiti's political future, the United States reacted angrily saying in a cable that Fernandez had been wrong in advocating the inclusion in the process of former President Jean-Bertrand Aristide. And I just want to reiterate again, keep in mind, at the time, a lot of mainstream media outlets in Haiti were calling for Aristide's head. Now, why? Were they, were they influenced by the international community or oligarchs? Maybe. Nobody has given me... So... Oh, sorry. The U.S... Oh, yeah. The U.S. ambassador to the Dominican Republic admonished Fernandez during a pull aside at a social event. Aristide, he claimed that Aristide had led violent gang involved in narcotics trafficking and had squandered any credibility he formerly may have had. U.S. ambassador Hertel told him, according to November 16th, cable. Keep in mind, too, Aristide, although I am personally um, supported his his political career yeah he was involved in some uh, uh his name did come up in certain corruption scandals um one i remember was specifically there was a fund for that was supposed to go for the working class people um so it was a charity fund and i may be butchering this but you can look it up it was a charity fund for working class people and apparently there was proof showing that uh, it was one or 1.5 million dollars was wire transferred to his account from this fund from the government so just for full transfer um, what he's saying is not entirely, um, um, in terms of corruption, there may be some small involvements there. Um, but now in terms of, uh, the U S ambassador saying that Aristide had led violent gangs involved narcotic trafficking and had squandered any credibility. Um, at this point, the, the, at that time, the Dominican president should have pulled out receipts because many times this, the hypocrisy is funny to me, considering the fact that, um, they could, <laughs> They removed Aristide twice already and had an even paramilitary groups like um, the one from um, like Frapp that was led by Toto Constant. He was getting paid about a thousand dollars US a month to be a bitch and and uh, and kind of meddle in the elections and the support for Aristide as well. Um, so Fernandez had replied, nobody has given me any information about that. The embassy followed up with a series of aggressive meetings insisting that the Dominican government renounce its support for Aristide. The meetings included a sit-down with the Dominican president, specifically on the subject of Haiti, with the British, Canadian, French, Spanish, and U.S. ambassadors. No charges were ever filed against Aristide for drug trafficking, although the United States spent literally tens of millions of do taxpayer dollars trying to pin something, anything on President Aristide. Irakusban, Aristide's lawyer, told Pacifica's radio's Flashpoint in July 2011. 
or maybe not 2011, maybe even early before that. They've had an ATF investigation, a tax investigation, a drug investigation, and now apparently some kind of corruption investigation. The reality is they've come up with nothing because there is nothing. According to a report in Haiti Libertés, other sources say that U.S. legal team is still angling to prosecute Aristide. So, yeah, I encourage you to go take a look at this article. It's still online. Um, Kim Ives has actually shared on his timeline, um, but it's called WikiLeaks Haiti, the Aristide Files. It's uh, it's very interesting. It just shows you continue to show that. And like I always say, like, you'll know, it seems like the common theme is you'll know if there was a good leader or the leader of this, of a specific country had the, did not have the vested interest of the powerful when they either get assassinated or removed. Throughout history, you can see it, Lumumba or Lulumba in, in, um, in Congo, Aristide right here in Haiti. Um, even um, Louverture, in a sense that, but he he did the mistake of uh, I keep mixing. I don't know if it's Louverture or this. I mean, one of them made a mistake of going to France to meet with uh, French politicians, and they got pr- imprisoned. Um, so there, it's always a common theme. Ah, uh, Castillo in Peru recently as well. He was a uh, he was a teacher, had divested interest of the people, and now. Peru seems like they're gonna have the daughter of the former the former dictator that ran the country uh in the 90s. So sorry, I want to be more clear. So the person that they're trying to prop up to be the next leader of Peru, her father was the dictator of Peru in the 90s. So who I don't know what vested interest um she has, but I don't think it's for the people. All right. Next, I want to show you just a clip, and of this is another a documentary called um, um, "Another Vision Inside Haiti's Uprising." Um, it was created by Kim Ives and Dan Cohen. Um, Dan Cohen, it's on IT Liberté, but Dan Cohen also has his own uh, media production team. I, I'm I'm gonna butcher it, so I'd rather not say it right now. But they're showing basically of the situation in Haiti and. Um, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Cherizier and the, the G9 uh, Alliance, which is claiming that they're trying to fight the, um, the system and the actual gangs that are committing murders, rapes, and uh, burning ha- down houses um, in Haiti. They're trying to fight against that and protect um, the neighbor um, uh, neighborhoods that are vulnerable. Um, so I just want to give you view here and i'll give you some thoughts because there's an interesting point in this documentary he makes and i was, and last week we, we looked at how and why would why would uh oligarch or the powerful finance gangs um well we'll see we're gonna see a part uh, one of the examples right here but the population is intelligent je mettez quel que soit mon droit humain qui dit à défendre droit humain, qui dit de Pierre Espérance, qui dit Marie-Hélène Gilles, mettez en défi, en défi pour justifier ce que vous dites en dérapé. Mettez en défi. Lorsque vous dites que vous avez 80 combien, vous avez combien de monde qui vous dans la saline, je mettez en défi, vous avez comment, même 10 familles 
qui vient plaindre, qui dit oui, il est victime. Et ceci, si tu as 10 personnes qui apparaissent, pour les 7 bandits qui sont victimes, parce que c'est le monde qui a fait tout le monde. Il y a ensemble deux personnes qui ont affiché le dissémage, c'est le monde qui a fait tout le monde. Là, nous ne pouvons pas parler de massacre. Maintenant, ils prennent un seul bord, ils disent, ah, c'est bon ça, ok, qui est victime, ils ont fait massacre sur lui, tandis que c'est les gars qui sont victimes. Et puis l'autre bord, tout le même, qui est qui victime, il ne va pas parler de ça. Cherizier maintains that he never left his Lower Delma neighborhood during the events in La Saline. He says that T. Jr. So just keep in mind, um, a lot of there's a alleged documentary, which please take a take a look if um, if you get the chance. It's a very good doc, uh, three part series. I really recommend it. Um, a lot of the sort back in 2018, um, media and um, published reports by human rights organizations in Haiti, where it's basically, I'm very, I'm paraphrasing, but they were saying that he was involved in the La Saline massacre, which why he was, he's always like, when you look at Haiti and leaders gangs, it's always his face plastered as the Haitian gang leaders, like on mainstream media, um, internationally, especially um, to demonize them. But he's um, in this documentary, in series, he's claiming he was not involved uh, at all in this it was more of then again i'll let you watch the documentary but it's not what it was not there was no massacre in la saline at all no massacre and i fully believe that claim um is just a story that was pinned on him and then they ran with the story then mainstream media outlets ran with the story which unfortunately in my opinion um kind of blurred and manipulated um haitians that are following the story because a lot of haitians are viewing jimmy barbecue as uh uh, a, a gang leader when it's not entirely true because his motives are far different than what an actual gang would do. Like Jimmy Cherizier is not out here trying to rape, kill people. And Jimmy Cherizier is trying to fight a system at the same time, protect neighborhoods that are vulnerable to the actual gangs. And how do you protect um, neighborhoods that are vulnerable to gangs, gangs that have weapons? Well, let's not be naive here. You're going to use your gun, right? You're going to shoot shots to protect, defend where you live and protect your people. That's just the reality of it. Um, in a state like uh, Haiti, you can't really depend on the police. You can't call. It's not like Canada. Today, Canada, I can call 911 for no absolute reason. They're going to show up here within five minutes. Five minutes. USA, in most neighborhoods, they'll do that. Um, they'll do that as well. Gang attacks you in Haiti. Who are you going to call? If I'm in Delmar or in Pellerin or any of these other say Cité Soleil, who am I going to call? Haitian National Police, where it's shown a lot of them are corrupt too, they're going to show up within five, ten minutes? No. They were called him to inform him that the criminals he had previously expelled from Lower Delma would attempt to return. And that we take disposition, we even police, mélange with the population, we disposition pour monsieur Sayo, pour groupe gang Sayo, pas retourner, entrer dans le bas d'Elma. Ça veut dire, c'était pour la première fois que moi-même, je n'avais pas avec ces junior dans le téléphone, et que je m'en explique là, même pas que je me rencontre à ces junior face à face, à tel point que si l'État a un pour me entrer, pour me faire un pour lui, jusqu'à ce que je faire un massacre. This lack of evidence and numerous contradictions suggest that Cherizier was framed for a massacre that never happened. 
oublier. Ensemble, c'est ce qu'on fait, il y a un petit massacre. C'est parce qu'il y a des mains politiques derrière. Maintenant, il y a des politiques qui pour et qui contre. Maintenant, mes politiques qui pour là, ou après, ma, 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 par exemple, l'opposition, je dis que tu es gagné, bon, je vais vous dire que opposition destructive, parce que l'opposition, ça, il travaille deux concerts, ensemble avec les gens qui ont une organisation de droits pour détruire des jeunes qui gagnent dans le quartier populaire. Même si on a fait pour Jimmy Chérizier, même si on a choisi Félix pour Junior, même si on a choisi Félix pour Chrysler, ok, ils sont ensemble deux gens qui ont été pour détruire. By the summer of 2018, months before the La Saline events, Cherizier was emerging as a popular leader. That July, the International Monetary Fund pressured the Haitian government to raise fuel prices. The international community, including the IMF, has been working closely with the Haitian authorities to put in place economic policies, a reform program that would lay the foundation for sustainable, inclusive growth uh, for the people of Haiti. So, go back to the point. This is, a, I'm going off a tangent here, but the IMF, they're claiming that um, they have spoken to the Haitian government to raise fuel prices. Um, so, um, mainly because so um, they can generate more revenue. So, the Haitian government can put that money into other social programs, which, by the way, the IMF is headquartered in Washington, D.C., FYI. Um, and if you look at um, what the responsibilities are, this is a good article here. The IMF, which this is by the Council on Foreign Relations, the IMF, the world's largest, the world's controversial financial firefighter. So just gives a good summary. What does the IMF do? The IMF was created in the wake of World War II to manage the global regime of exchange rates and international payments. Since the collapse of fixed exchange rates in 1973, the fund has taken a more active role, intervening in debt crisis in developing countries and in Greece and responding to the pandemic-induced economic crisis. Some critics say the conditions the IMF attached to its loans are too harsh and have harmed developing countries. Um, so the IMF, I'll get you here. The fund has received both criticism and credit for its efforts to promote financial stability. Some economists claim that it is in the midst of major transformation, citing its vast expansion of lending capacity, government's reform, and a move away from free market fundamentalism. However, others suggest that the IMF must go further in implementing changes that will improve the plight of the world's poor and guarantee the fund's relevance in uh, changing global economy. So... I'll play the video again, and then I'll give you my thought here, because he says something interesting, which I find very stupid. Pressured the Haitian government to raise fuel prices. The international community, including the IMF, has been working closely with the Haitian authorities to put in place economic policies, a reform program that would lay the foundation for sustainable, inclusive growth. So this is an article from Miami Herald here. Haiti's low. So this is from 2018. Haiti's low fuel price unfairly benefit the rich and need to be raised, IMF says. The Washington-based IMF, which helps countries stabilize their finances, said Thursday that the Haitian government, currently below market fuel prices, disproportionately benefit the well-off and prevent spending on badly needed social programs. Okay. So from that reasoning... Let's focus on the social programs thing, which is what he said also in the video of the documentary. 
So you're saying that we need to raise. So most of the country's poor. There is no longer subs. Um, uh, the subsidies for Pacific Caribbean are gone. So he's saying they need to raise the fuel prices to generate revenue. Yet, as acting like as if that's the only way that Haiti can generate revenue for social programs. And even with the statement with the social programs, he's assuming that the corrupt the the government is not corrupt. Where that money generated from the gas from um from fuel is gonna go into these social programs, right? Like, what does he know? So it's just funny to me that that they use they use these type of reasons saying, "Oh, this is why we need to do this." Essentially, no. There's other ways Haiti could generate revenue. For example, um, Chris, I forgot his letter. He's a um, Haitian professor. Does not teach in he does not teach in Haiti, but he's a Haitian professor, and he was on Scoop FM uh, last year, and he had done a um, report or a calculation about um, Haiti's natural resources, and just alone with our um, with chicken, eggs. Um, chicken, eggs, and other types of meat. Haiti, in terms of export per month, would be able to generate 150 million dollars per month if we were a serious country. That's um, exporting 150 million dollars worth of chicken uh, and eggs. Um, but we don't do that, right? But now they're saying here the IMF, which is again based in Washington, um, um, is saying here that. They need to raise fuel prices to generation of revenue social programs where there's a billion different ways that the Haitian government could do so. So I just want to show you that. Now we're going to go back. I went on a tangent there about the IMF, but we're going to go back to the documentary because there's another point I wanted to make about uh, mainly the reasons why um, uh, why would oligarchs or powerful finance gangs. So I'll just let this video run. It's very interesting. Uh, for the people of Haiti. The heights ignited an uprising across Port-au-Prince. Over three days, businesses were looted and set ablaze. But in Lower Delma, Cherisier had once again mobilized local police officers and residents, this time to prevent the looting from spilling into their neighborhood. In the aftermath of the uprising, opposition figures courted him, believing he would act as a hired gun. Okay? Parmi eux, il y a un militant qui est Fernando Duclair qui a proposé 80 000 dollars haïtiens avec deux fusils de guerre Galil et que pour mettre tiré sous cortège président Jovenel Moïse, les que l'État pour rouge. With Cherizier reluctant, a prominent opposition leader. So basically saying he was offered to shoot up a motorcade that Jovenel Moïse was was in, and he didn't. Jimmy Cherizier, the alleged worst gang leader um sanctioned by us canada and i'll show you again the uk which I find stupid um he did not do that former schoolmate named roni timote visited him in delma six a month later on november 18th the day of another major demonstration against jovenel moise Mais manifestation était pour passer en Badelma. Moi même pour ni encore n'a été proposé mon cob pour me bouler, pour me quitter au faire des choses au Babé Sizelma. So you see here the powerful basically had offered this and this is not only him, this is how gangs do it too, right? This guy offered me money to burn and loot places in Lord Delmas and I didn't agree. 
So a lot of places, when you see it in like the, the ghettos of, of Haiti, like Cité Soleil, Martissan, <clears throat> where corruption runs, uh, you can t- this is how corruption run, uh, runs deep, right? Like, <clears throat> you can pay, basically, you give them money, you give money, like everybody has a price. You give these gangs, these guys a bit of money, um, give them their price, and they'll do the job for you. Simple as that. D'accord. Moi, je dis, moi, pas de problème. Moi, répéter, monsieur, monsieur, ça. Moi, je dis, monsieur, que, moi, je aucun problème à ce que manifestation passe en bas d'Elma. Parce que moi, même, moi, pas pour Jovenel Moïse. Et que son droit, peuple, à gagner pour le manifester. C'est gourmet, peuple, à gourmet pour le déjouer, le droit, ça. Personne, monde, pas qu'à tirer pour venir craser manifestation, empêcher, peuple, à manifester. Je dis, monsieur, pendant moi-même, je dois pour me protéger du business, bon, la caille, pas mieux, tout. Parce que, pas lui, nous, nous, un mouvement qui est that day, Chirizier alleges, Timothée communicated a back-channel offer from Pierre Esperance to have his name removed from the RNDDH's upcoming report on La Saline in exchange for supporting the opposition's bid to overthrow Jovenel Moïse. C'est à ce moment-là, Ronnie Timothée dit, mon cher, si nous arrivons, Ten times worse than whatever these states is that's going on. Et non seulement nous qu'a fait Pierre Espérance retirer nous en rapport, ou c'est on est Pierre Espérance a bien besoin pour rendre un service. Cherizier says Espérance sought revenge against Marie Yolande Gilles after she turned on him and exposed that he had taken twenty-two thousand dollars from the Haitian government. So basically, Pierre Espérance allegedly wanted her killed because. She exposed him from stealing $22,000 from the government. Pierre Espérance a besoin pour ta rendre nos services. Je ne dis pas les claves. La besoin pour me tatouer Mario Lengil pour lui. Et puis, les souris, les dit, bon, pour te comprendre, on va faire me parler. Et puis, c'est comme ça, et que Ronny Timothée nous sépare et joie. Following the protests, Cherizier says that Reginald Boulos, whose Nissan car. Mm, this ugly motherfucker. So, Reginald Boulos, another oligarch, uh, names pops up in the financing of the um well no no concrete report i want to be clear but his name usually does come up in the assassination of Jovenel moise his name definitely came up into the financing um of the coup and his involvement of the coup in 2004 in aristide that's more uh prevalent on the internet than his involvement in the assassination of Jovenel moise the dealership was burned down in the uprising began contributing money to his neighborhood and approached him to burn down the rival Toyota dealership across the road from Delma 6. Effectivement, Reginald Boulos s'est proposé ça pour Benjamin Tonan et que moi moi pas accepté. Et proposé moi pour moi mettre tifé dans 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 maison Toyota pour lui et que c'est que moi pas jamais accepté. Réalité à ce qui ça le dit. So basically, oh, I'll let him finish and I'll give my point. Au début, let tout le monde t'a parlé des barbecue so he's saying that Reginald Boulos, he's one of the, how you call him, Siro Libanais of Haiti, the Haitian oligarchs. He had a Nissan de- dealership was that was burnt down during the uprising. 
was Jim Rashida was not involved. Bulos had offered just for the time had at the time had offered um Jimmy Shirizi to go money to go burn down a Toyota dealership uh down the street. Why would you do that? Why sorry, why would you want to burn down the Toyota dealership? Well, two things. Your business burnt down, so now if if Haitians can't get the Nissan cars, they can go to Toyota down the road. All that money is getting poured down there. But now if you fuck up the Toyota dealership, then there's no money going down there, right? So in a sense that like it's for in terms of it's like more of a business move, but you're also hurting the competition. Um, similar to and it happens and Haitians and Haiti can vouch can vouch for me. Doctors that open up their clinic. Let's say there's been a doctor in Port-au-Prince that has a clinic open. It's been five years and a new doctor comes down to Haiti and opens up his own clinic to pry and, and do, does his practice. Oftentimes, it's been it's happened in the past, and I know this for a fact. Where um, doctor, um, doctors or the business, the owner of the building, will essentially get a group of people to go burn down or go dismantle another building of a doctor because now that doctor is getting new clients, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and it's it's messing up the pockets of the business, the 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 clinic or the yeah the cl- the doctor's clinic that's been there for five years. Um, it's the same thing here. Uh, I'm assuming that's why he had he had given him um had offered them money after the uprising. He's like, well, fuck this. If my dealership is done, I don't want competition to get any type of money as well. I'm gonna go um, get the money to bring it down too. It's happened. Only in Haiti. Barbecue barbecue. Having rejected Reginald Boulos and Pierre Esperance. Right, just making it clear that at that time when the narrative, well, the narrative is still the same, but at that time when the narrative was going on that Jimmy Chirizier was a gang leader killing people, that's when Boulos had given him the offer because he's assuming that he was assuming that he was, uh, uh, Jimmy Chirizier was about that life as well. So it just tells me too that if Boulos had offered General Boulos had offered Jimmy, um, Jimmy Chirizier money. He's definitely offered um, gangs money in the past to do his bidding. That's the conclusion I'm drawing based on the information I've got here. And just to show you this political um, uh, performance, they today, <laughs> or was it today? Yeah. Today, the UK sanctioned Haitian gang leader Chirizier for human rights abuse. So... Britain has imposed sanctions on Haitian gang leader Jimmy Chirizier, saying he had committed acts that constitute constitute sorry serious human rights abuse, the government website showed on Wednesday. The government imposed an asset freeze and travel ban for Jimmy Chirizier, the leader of the Sona G9 alliance of Haitian of ha- Haitian gangs, saying he has engaged in acts that threaten the peace, security, and stability of Haiti. Now, let's be honest here and use your head. Like Haitians, how many Haitians do you know that live in the UK? Okay, like almost little to none. Like it's not as proponent as um, the diaspora in France, US speci- specifically, mainly, and Canada. Um, now, why would you pose US uh, sanctions on Jimmy, Chir- uh, Chir- uh, Jimmy Chirizier? This is all, to me, just kind of to show that the international community is doing something. 
but at the same time this does little to nothing like unless jimmy like jimmy shirizi has assets in the uk which i doubt because if anything you'd have a haitian would have assets in the u.s or dominican republic before they have it in the uk even in canada in my opinion um before um even before the united kingdom um so to me what does this mean for the haitian people literally literally nothing these sanctions do nothing at all now What's more telling is till this day, the oligarch, like for example, Gibel Biggio has yet to be sanctioned by the US. UK has yet to, US, UK, and Canada, who have also, Canada has also sanctioned Jerry Cherizier back in November. They have yet to sanction or mention the name of Izo, Tilapluie, Katsamaozo, which literally their name was involved in kidnapping um, these American missionaries. You'd think that their names would be. Um, um, involved in sanctions even before uh, Jimmy Chirizier, but they are not. So we'll continue to take a look at this. I'm sure there's going to be more sanctions. Um, um, UN sanctioned him as well. There's going to be more sanctions, but to me, this shows that this is more telling to me that uh, Jimmy Chirizier is not really um, uh, a, a, a gang member, a gang leader as what the media portrays him to be. Um, so we'll continue to see how that goes and story that we'll continue to follow at here at the 1804 because here I'm not influenced by any type of uh, media, by any sanctions, um, by any oligarchs or down in Haiti. I'm up here and we're up. I'm up here in Canada. I'm doing it just for the goodwill of the people. Um, I have no vested interest in this at all. We'll continue to look at the facts and follow the stories. So. Thank you for tuning in, guys. I appreciate your support uh, immensely, honestly. Um, I'll continue to post um, uh, these stories every weekly. Uh, please follow me on Twitter at the1804official. So that's the1804official. Um, you'll find it there. Um, please give a like and subscribe to this channel and drop your comments if you have anything uh to say i know the last few videos my comments have been off it's not that i'm scared of comments it's actually because for some when i've been uploading the videos i've been putting them as made for kids which i guess they're not they're, the, these videos are not really made for kids but automatically with the youtube settings once you say that the video is made for kids it turns comments off which i was not aware so the video coming up now for this podcast should uh, have the comments on um, so thank you guys um, and take care.